You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're starting hour two, and we've got a great guest, our good buddy Rob King, who's doing the play-by-play this week. Rob, welcome to the locker room. Oh, Tunch and Wolf, happy to be here. How you doing, guys? Good. You're doing fantabulous, brother, and it's so great to have you in the locker room because right. uh, this is the only time we can get in the locker room anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the virtual locker room. Yes, exactly so. Kinger, as you look at this game, one of the most daunting things I think we got to come to grips with is is going to be how odd it feels with nobody in the stands. Right. Yeah, it's going to be strange. You know, it, it's funny. I was looking at around the NFL and and even uh, in the game notes. You know, the Steelers' record at home openers and stuff like that. And I'm wondering, does it even really matter? I mean, you guys would know that more than I, right? I mean, what is the biggest part? of home field advantage, and, and you guys would be better equipped to, to answer this than I, is it the familiarity of your locker room? Is it, you know, spending the night um, at your own house the night before, uh, you know, versus is it the screaming crowd and, and, and everybody giving you that momentum and that energy? Um, I don't know. I, maybe I wonder if home field advantage will count for almost nothing this year or whether those other things, the, the first category, the comfort in the locker room and all that, um, is enough of a home field advantage to make it a home. Familiarity with the, the stadium, having been there, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. You know, uh, Rob, it's all of the above. Uh, it's the familiarity with the uh, uh, the locker room. It is uh, uh, now you don't stay at home. You stay in a lot. You stay in a hotel. Right. You still go uh, the night before. You, you game. still. You. You know. You still go to the hotel before the night. But the you're night familiar before. with the hotel. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. I mean, it's right. not a problem. Sure, sure. Yeah. And the other thing about it is, I think it's the timely response of the fans. At times, right. when they're really loud, they can interrupt the communication signals and so forth of the opposite team. And there's still the live energy of the fans pulling for you. And there's and there's really renegade. Yeah. Well, no, okay, yeah. here's the question, Rob. Do they right. fire off renegade in the fourth quarter? I think they Punch fire says off. they do. Absolutely. I don't know how you do that. Absolutely, I think you do. Well, Wolf and I were joking, Punch, yesterday when we were talking that you know, sometimes the home crowd gets a little restless, and you might get some boo birds. You know, yeah, um, yeah. At home, they might be. That ain't happening right now. There, there's nobody up. There's nobody up in the audio booth. You know, for a particular stadium. You know, when Cleveland fell behind to Baltimore, and and they did something questionable, there was nobody hitting the boo button. If they did, it was their last day on the job, right? I mean, you know, so so it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, Strange, and we didn't hear much of the crowd noise um, on on uh, last Monday night. So right. we're interested to hear what it sounds like when we're there in person and hearing the stuff uh, pipe through the through the loudspeakers. Rob, I was thinking some of the things we were talking about yesterday. Storylines coming up to this game, and one of them, obviously, you know, as we were talking about, is the right side of the Steelers line, how interesting that's going to be to see how this unfolds. Look, I know that Ben, above all people, 
wants his guys there. You know what I mean? You want uh, Zach. But Zach and, and, and uh, Chooks were virtually in a, in a runoff together, you know? Right. But you certainly, right. the thought of not having Dave DeCastro again right. is problematic. And so when you get young guy next to a young guy, you, the only thing you say is the mitigating circumstances. you got Marquise Pouncey there, and he's going to direct tra- traffic. But I think, in my mind, that's the number one thing I'm looking for. It's going to be interesting, and and um, you know I think you know when we looked at the Giants, um, I think the unquestioned strength of that defense was their front three. Right. Um, not that they ha- don't have some decent players around there, but you know this this Broncos defense is a little bit better, a little bit more better, right. even with AJ Boye out, um, even with some of the injuries they've had in this team. And this has been the Broncos. Believe me, they're not going to feel sympathetic to the Steelers. They've got guys <laughs> banged up. You know, Juwan Jones, their, their right tackle, uh, opted out for the year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he was supposed to be their stalwart at right tackle. He's only played three games for him. Wait a minute. Um, wasn't there a significant number that he signed for, if I recall? Yeah. Four years, $51 million. Oh, and he opted out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that hurts. But, you know, when, when you look at it, you know, the back end, Jackson and Simmons are really good safety. Right. Um, you know, you're, Callahan's a pretty good corner. I think they like uh, Ojemudia that. The rookie, he is a rookie, um, but you know that that bears to mind. Alexander Johnson, I think, has become kind of a run stuffer. And yes, you're missing Von Miller, but you still have Bradley Chubb, who you have to deal with. So if, if the Steelers can run the ball with that young offensive line and obviously get yourself into favorable down and distances, that always helps you as an offense. But if you have some trouble running the ball, if you have some trouble in pass protection, there are guys beyond that front three or front seven or even front five, you just consider the middle linebackers who can make plays and beat you. So I, I think that that's, you know, it always starts up front, but in this game in particular for the Steelers offensively, I think it's going to start, it's going to start up front. Can yeah. you keep those guys off you? And I, I thought the Titans uh, defense did a, or the, uh, the Broncos defense did a pretty good job against the Titans in the, in the uh, Monday night game. Yeah. They stopped the run. Uh, right. Yeah, they, exactly. they stopped the run. Uh, one of the things that uh, I'm nervous about is uh, the the way uh, the Broncos are going to run twists on the right side. Uh, you know, they're going to run the uh, ET games, the TE games, and uh, if if they get penetration, uh, it's going to be Katie bar the door. Right. And you do – right. And then, you know, as much as Mark – and again, this is something you guys could speak to better than I. Um, you know, if Pouncey is directing traffic, um, that's well and good. But if there's a twist game, and then maybe you bring a linebacker um, in behind that, uh, I mean, you know, we, we'll see it every week, right, where somebody will fake a blitz, and then all of a sudden – and part of that is so that you, the left guard is left isolated or the center is left isolated. He's not blocking anybody, right? You look up, and he's looking around for somebody to block. Well, if that happens in something like this, a twist, confuses you um, and maybe a linebacker comes and shoots the gap or what have you um, that could be obviously problematic and you wonder then um, would there be more of a of an inclination to to keep a a fullback or a running back in and say listen um, you know and, and a lot of plays obviously the, the first responsibility of that running back in passing down is to block um, and then, you know, if you're, if you're freed up, you can leak out and become a safety valve and, and, part, of the, and part of the program. But you're either going to have to get rid of the ball really quickly 
um, which goes five wide, or you're going, you know, that sort of thing, or you're going to have to bring keep somebody in to make sure that they can they can protect for Ben. And then uh, the other problem becomes on the other side. And Bradley Chubb first game back um, wasn't, you know, they thought right. it would be on a kind of a pitch count wasn't really effective, but we know how good Bradley Chubb is. So if Bradley Chubb suddenly is starting to give Bill and a waiver problems on the left, and you've got, you know, uh, a defense confusing your two young guys on the right, that could be a recipe for disaster. You know, Bradley Chubb looked like he was favoring uh, the, uh, uh, the ACL. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And well, so he, he came out of camp, like I said, he talked about tendonitis. Right. You know, and if you've got a little bit of tendonitis and the fact is for such a young guy, I, I'm trying to remember, did he did he have a previous knee injury, Kinger? Do you remember? I was trying to remember from the scouting report. No. If he had one in I, high school, somebody had I, okay. I can't remember who I was reading about. Somebody blew out an ACL in high school and then it suffered the same injury. And I just I got the, you know, amalgamated in my gourd. You know, I can't figure out who it was. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Bradley Chubb does not look like the same guy that lit it up when he was a rookie. Right. I mean, he's he right. set a club record with 12 sacks in his rookie year. Well, he's not quite that player now. But, Dad Gummit, you never know when they catch fire and they start feeling confident. Right. That's right. If he can be that guy. Um, and, again, you know, you and I, we were talking about this before the game Monday night off, off, uh, off mic, guys, that, you know, the closer I get to a game – um, the more I can, I can work myself into a worried lather about what the opponent can get, right? You know, so all of a sudden, now the worst case scenario is, oh my God, what happens if they start and twist and get somebody through on the right and then Chubb becomes Chubb on the left? Yeah. And then, then what are you going to do? Well, you know, the Steelers are, they're, they're, they're getting paid and they're pretty good. So, uh, but, you know, you, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring some of these things up that, um, you know, these kind of things, it, it, it's not implausible that that's an area that we've talked about could happen. One of the things I think that's plausible is that you might do a lot of wall rights. Now, obviously, yeah. one of the things, too, is sitting on that other sidelines is a guy by the name of Mike Munchak who seems to know you know, our guys very well when you think about it, right? I mean, he knows right. uh, the anchor, Matt Filer. He knows Al Villanueva. He knows Marquise Pouncey. He knows about you know, a lot of the things that they've talked in the past that gave them trouble and so forth. So um, at the same time, I'm wondering how much you start attacking the right side. Maybe you go wall left, but then you come back to the left side. They're going to be going after Al and, and Matt Filer just because they know that they might, you know, tend to favor the right side right now if indeed Kevin Dotson is the young guy getting that start. And, of course, Chook's making – his first start of the year at right tackle. Do you think uh, Munch is uh, going to focus on uh, uh, tell Ed uh, Donatella uh, 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 the the offensive line, or do you think he's going to focus on his offensive line because they're not? I'm sure he'll focus on his offensive yeah. line, but you know it, the, what I'm throwing out to Kinger is just the fact that he knows. You know, I'm, it's not like. You know, Vic, Vic Fangio is going to come and go, hey, Munch, you know, what do you think? And, and he's say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's going to – he'll give us two cents. <laughs> well, it is interesting, and I, and I do, you know, um, their offensive line, as we mentioned, you know, they've got their own issues. And, uh, you know, you got Bowles and Risner on the left side. They did give a lot of money to, to, um, to, to Graham Glasgow. Uh, they signed him to a four-year deal um, out of Detroit, and they really like – 
Um, and, and I think, again, we talk about the right tackle position, and now they're down to Elijah Wilkinson. Yeah. And that could mean, that could mean a really big game for, for T.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Cushenberry, um, and I'm, I'm trying to watch him as I'm watching some of the tape from the game on Monday, even though that's your guys' deal, not mine. But just as a football fan, I'm curious as to – because they, they drafted him and – Right from the beginning of camp, you know, he's a third-round pick. And you don't think, okay, our third-round center is going to come in and be an immediate starter for us. Yeah, but yeah. you kind of got the sense early on that they really, really liked him from the beginning. And there's such a thing as getting a steal in the draft. And I, I believe they feel they got a steal in the draft and a, and a potential really, really upper echelon center in this rookie uh, Cushenberry at center. Yeah, you know what? I think he's a little soft. Uh, I, okay. I, I think Tyson Alu Alu is going to uh, eat him up. It's going to be who, interesting. By the way, Go ahead. I thought I had a really good game. I, I thought I thought Tyson. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He, yeah. I thought he played a strong game, and we we know that the Steelers. Um, you know, one of the guys. I, I might have been. Well, I don't want to say which one because I, I don't want to get the name wrong. But one of the reporters um, had a piece about the the Steelers only using you know Hargrave and that nickel. Uh, a quarter to maybe a third of the time. So they're not going to get the same amount of snaps. So you're not always going to notice him. But I thought when Alu Alu was in the game, I thought he made a, I yeah. thought he made his presence felt. I thought so too. I think you're exactly on. Look, uh, Cushenberry was, was highlighted by Jarrell Casey. Casey talked and threw platitudes at him, but I haven't seen it yet. Tunch said he looks a little bit soft. If he's soft, I tell you, Tyson Alu Alu is going to eat him for lunch. You know, yeah, if he is, not, I mean, he's yeah. twitchy. I'll, I'll give Casey this. Casey says he's twitchy like the Pouncey brothers. He's got to have some fast twitch. But that doesn't mean that if you're playing soft and you run up against a, you know, a Tyson Alu-Alu who's got a little honked off, uh, I think it's a bad day for you if, if that's the case. Well, it'll be an interesting matchup to keep an eye on, right? Absolutely. Uh, but again, aren't they all? You know, that's right. the beauty of football. <laughs> Aren't they all? I love Look, you're surrounded by two off- ex-offensive linemen. I mean, fat, fat is where it's at, baby. Yeah. You know I mean? you got to watch <laughs> the guys up front. That's the long haul. Yeah, and you do have to worry about it. Speaking of matchups, I think I think if you're uh, Denver, you know, and, and, and look, you know, you go out and you get Boye, and you're like, oh, look, you know, we, we've improved our secondary. Yeah, but you lost, you lost Cliff Harris, right? So right, did, right. You, did you really just kind of – kind of, you know, swim in place there? Did you, did you really improve? And now Boy is out. And so, I mean, they're, they're signing, um, I mean, uh, Ojemudia, another third-round draft. Right. He is basically your starter now. And so beyond, um, beyond the, the uh, and, you know, you were hoping for competition, right? Bryce Callahan's going to be your corner. Okay, that's fine. Now who's going to be your nickel? Who's going to be your dime? Well, all those things get affected because now all of a sudden, the guy you were kind of hoping is going to be the nickel. Now he's a starter. Right. Now a, a guy you don't necessarily, maybe you don't want to be playing is going to become, uh, a, you know, your nickel. Now that your other guy is going to become your dime. Right. So I, I just don't know if, um, I don't know how the depth of their secondary is going to be able to hold up. Again, we'll find out. Um, and again, you know, when you take Von Miller out, they, they just signed, you know, Anthony Chicklow. Right. Uh, well, so that's right. they are Chick looking signed by them. Yeah, they're looking for some pass rush on the other side. I mean, Von Miller, you know, I mean, you know, take, uh, again, knock, I don't even want to say a name. Take, take, a, take a big pass rusher out of the Steelers' uh, defense. I don't, want to, I don't want to jinx anything and mention a name. Or any team, take that guy out. 
Oh. And what does that do for you? Um, yeah, it hurts. You know, that, it's a huge ripple effect because not only can that guy get to the quarterback and make plays, but it might allow you to do something behind him or do something on the uh, – run a twist on the other side of the field or bring an extra defensive back in because you believe that guy can get to the passer. So it has a, it has a trickle-down effect to me when you lose a guy like Avon Miller. Yeah. Thank you, Kinger. We're going to have to go to break, buddy. But listen, look, we got to go to break, baby. You know? Uh, we, let's spend another three hours talking about this. Sunday. We will. Uh, Catch uh, us Sunday. on Sunday, All right? Right. right. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Guys. Looking forward to and being with you, man. Much. This will be great. Done, God bless you, Rob. All right, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back right after this.